The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziegler, your premier source for equipping coaches to help leaders and top performers excel professionally and personally. Visit Ziegler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is the podcast people tune into for in-depth discussions on the latest research from our foremost leaders in self-improvement, so you can be growing and more equipped to live at your fullest capacity in body, mind, and soul. Hi, Self-Helpful listeners. This is a new format of episode, and it's just you and me. And while I may be your guide here on the podcast, digging into self-help messages with today's most important influencers in the world of personal growth and development, you know, I'm also a fellow traveler on my own journey to grow and progress in my life. So with that in mind, I'm going to try sharing a short episode here just on where I'm grappling with some of these messages personally, grappling, you know, in a, in a good way. Uh, so I'm going to call this part four of my series on Michael Hyatt and Megan Hyatt Miller's book, Mind Your Mindset, The Science That Shows Success Starts With Your Thinking. There are some significant points in the message I'm really pondering and grappling with regarding my own story and life experience. I mean, this concept of it's all in your head is uh, can be both dramatically hurtful and hopeful, I think. So walk with me a minute as I talk through it. If you find value from the Self-Helpful Podcast, be great if you would uh, subscribe and leave a rating or review. Let people know what you found of value here. Uh, you can always connect with me on social media or my website, kevinmiller.co. All right, next up, a brief talk with you about how this message and mind your mindset is working on my own mind. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon it really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So here's a quick story I'll give to uh, hopefully help the point resonate. I was in Holland 
as a young guy racing over there for a an elite team and i was there with four uh, or no three other americans and we went along things are good we're doing these big races and at some point we lost our sponsorship the team lost their sponsorship we lost a lot of support we were left with you know a team car and our equipment and i think entries into the races and whatever but had to get our own place to live and a whole deal and had a buddy who he just lost it i mean he really did um really lost his his will and his attitude and just went down to the dumps. I, meanwhile, just thought, just treated it like a, a blip, like, ah, eh, you know, whatever, we'll just, uh, we'll just make it happen. And that sounds good, but I'm sure that I was upset, and, but I just, I didn't deal personally with negative feelings. I just stuffed them. Uh, this guy was known to really, you know, to go off the deep end often. And it really about severed the relationship which is the bad thing when we don't understand each other. We look at this objective reality, we lost our sponsorship, and then we both go you know, different directions with it. And I'm just looking at him as being Debbie Downer, you know, and he's looking at me and literally he questioned me. He says, how can you not be disappointed in this? And I just made up some story, I'm sure, of positivity and whatever. And again, I'm not knocking positivity at all, but I didn't sit in my own feelings and I didn't have any compassion for his. And really what I was asking him to do and what I was doing over here is just kind of going off my own faith that things will will work out. And ultimately, I mean, did they work out? Well, sure, we didn't die. Um, but we ended up coming back to America. Uh, we, we thought we were on our way to the tour de France and all that kind of stuff. We, we went to, came back to America. I mean, it was a, it was in a lot of ways. I look back at it. It was, it was a negative event. Um, but neither, you know, what was the truth? Well, there wasn't a truth. We both dealt with it, I think, and in polarized ways and it hurt the relationship. And maybe if we had dealt with it better and wrestled with it better, we would have gotten a better outcome as well. But here we are with Michael and Megan's topic here at hand that, you know, something happens that objective reality that does exist. I actually said, or made a comment to, Hey, so there's no objective reality. I did that to Terry real. He's Gwyneth Paltrow's therapist had him on the show. And he said, no, there's a, there is an objective reality. You know, like in this case, we lost our sponsorship, lost our funding. That is an objective reality. But then we go and create some fiction around that, which is hard to hear. And it's hard for me, but to, again, to hear the research and mind your mindset to realize my brain goes to work right away to create a story so I can make sense of it. And generally that story, generally, if not always, it's there to protect me. That's hard to hold. Um, that's daunting to hold. It is for me to realize that, that, that my nature and it, my body does this, my mind does this, my psyche does this to protect me. Okay. So I don't need to diss it. What I got to do though is question it. Is question it. as Renee Marino said when we talked about it on the show part on part three to interrogate it and to look at it. And I think it's it's easier to go okay, what's the positive side of it, the glass half full side, and then what's the negative side, the polarized side. But I'm sitting here thinking too. Okay, if I'm if I'm aware and if I'm an intelligent person, I should be able to pick out a, a handful of different interpretations. I should be able to come up with, with more than just one polarized good or one polarized bad, one positive, one negative. I should be able to, to look at and go, gosh, what, what are some meanings behind this? What are some contexts behind this event? And, and allow them all to be considered. I remember Andy Norman, we had him on the show for his book, Mental Immunity. 
And he talked about taking our beliefs. And if we're confident in ourselves, we shouldn't be threatened to have our beliefs per se questioned or to question them ourselves, to be able to take them, put them on the table and say, man, I'm, I'm okay with poking at it. It's not generally how we come to it. We come to our beliefs and we hold on to them and we don't want them threatened or, or jeopardized in any way. That's, that's how I have been. That's how I have been most of my life. And it was convicting to hear Andy say, no, if, if you're a confident person, confident in yourself, then why not put it out there and be willing to question it? So the same thing with my experience. So he says, okay, so this thing happened. Are you confident enough in yourself? and your own self-worth and stuff outside of this event to put it on there and go, well, gosh, how could it be interpreted? How could somebody else feel it? What could it mean? And, and even, and then for me, what I'm really thinking of is how do, am I going to tend to come to it? Okay. Naturally I'm going to tend to come to it and I'm not going to allow the negative feeling. Okay. That's not healthy and evolved and aware and enlightened. I should be able to go, Ooh, gosh, that actually kind of hurts and consider why is that? not get lost in it, lost to it, but to consider that, can I, can I do that? And then also to realize, you know, some of my own propensities, like being a minimizer, I'm generally going to minimize anything. Cause I don't really want to feel something bad. I don't want to be scared. I don't want to have fear. Uh, and I don't want that negative feeling. So I'm going to tend to minimize. So if I can just take anything and go, okay, this thing happened, I could see how that would be kind of scary. And I know my propensity to minimize it. So whew, let's take that into uh, account that, you know, like with my buddy to say, gosh, this could really put us in a bad place. This could, this could derail our efforts to pursue this life of bike racing in, in Europe as it, as it actually did. Um, what does that mean? What is, do I really care? Is it really that important to me? Um, maybe at the time, if I had really accepted the breadth of that, the weight of that, we would have thought through it and said, man, this is really important and come up with some other ideas instead. Yeah. Things got kind of wonky and I don't want to feel bad. And we just did, you know, that we did this, we did that. And we ended up, yeah, let's just ship back to the States. Maybe that wasn't best. And you know, it's interesting on that. That's the other thing that I talked to Michael about that I continue to consider too, that when we think about, okay, just make a better story, right? Okay. Take whatever happened. And then especially if it felt bad and make a better story. Well, as he talked about, and he shared some examples in the show that we did, Better may not mean nicer, or it just feels better in the moment. Better may be considering, man, that really does hurt. Or I could see how that, that could hurt. And you know, I think any normal person would be kind of hurt with that or be kind of scared or fearful or whatever. Let me, let me sit in that and consider that. And again, kind of like what I mentioned a minute ago, feeling the weight of that may help me to a more healthy and intelligent and wise decision than if I just Pollyanna it real quick and go, I ah, know everything's good. So the better story may be grappling with it harder, maybe feeling it even harder. It may be. Now, if you're prone to being overwhelmed and feeling victimized by things, you may need to be quicker on the draw to go, okay, I need to feel that. I need to validate that. But man, I got to get out of that or it's going to take me down. I don't know. This is like functional medicine and getting to the root issue of your health and wellness of figuring out what do you need? And again, being aware of your propensities that man, I tend to minimize uh, or, or to say, man, I tend to maximize and I take things and I awfulize them and I let them really handicap me. We need to know what it is. Okay. So now we're, we're getting aware of this, of our own propensities, being aware, taking captive this event, whatever happens generally, of course, a negative event, a, a problematic event for you or somebody else that you're with. And, and then 
we become aware, let's say we do interrogate it, we come up with a more healthful, intelligent, aware interpretation. And that's where I kind of want to end. And now backed and this is what came out in part three, talking with Renee Marino is now, if I'm really going to let that take root and impact me, influence me, my own psyche, I got to train it. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to take about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Because the, the stories that we just inherently make up right there on the spot or our brain makes up for us, creates for us, man, they just keep running. It happened. That story's running in my head the rest of the day. It's really running through my psyche, my subconscious through the night. The next morning it's running. It's playing over and over and over. I relive in that feeling, that event. Now, if I want to look at it and go, gosh, that wasn't really the best, most healthy, even most authentic interpretation. If I'm going to make something else happen uh, or, or have a different realization, I got to train it. I got to sit here and practice it and go, no, that's not the whole story. You felt this. That's again, not to invalidate it. You felt that that's, that's relevant, but you did based on X, Y, Z. Hey, let's tell a different story. And I, I need to tell it. That's the one that I think is weighing on me most. Cause I really don't want to do that. I just want to believe and feel what I believe and feel and to go back and retrain that thought and speak it over. This is kind of like the Zig Ziglar self affirmations, but in this one to go back to a certain event and go, you know what? This is what happened, the objective reality. This is how I felt. 
Now that I look at it, I realize I felt that based on some just negative baggage that this part of me has been part of me. I may not ever eradicate it, but I really responded to that. I think in not the best way. Let me rethink that. What if I had not thought that then how could it have felt? How could I have taken it? And I may need to go back and make repairs, make apologies uh, to someone, or I just may need to keep telling myself. I mean, literally think about if I, if I typed it out on a document, left it on my computer and every day I open my computer for the next week or whatever, I go, Oh yeah. And I retell that story and I retell that story, which is so interesting because, and this is what I'll end with, had somebody, it might've been Andy Norman, uh, on the, uh, on the, uh, mental immunity show or mental, it was his book, but we're talking about beliefs. I can't remember if it was him, but somebody talking about our perceptions that even in the thing that natural, that ha- it happens, we have a natural feeling or thought, and then we're trying to retrain it. But in the meantime, until we become aware, it's just replaying over and over and over that as time goes on, it changes. I mean, the perceptions of what happened to me back then, if I go back 30 years to being in Holland, my perception, I can't remember so much of it. If you asked me a month after it happened, I'd tell you this, ask me two years, I'd tell it to you different because I don't remember it or I've made up different stories or somebody else has talked about it and I've got different thoughts. And now 30 years later, man, it's, it's already a different story. So my ability to go back and recreate a story is authentic. We do that anyways. So man, I'm grappling with this stuff. I'm going to continue and I've got to work on it. I think that's what stands out to me most. I've got to work on it. If we want to mind our mindset, be aware, understand our propensities, interrogate our thoughts, then we're going to have to retrain them. If we find that there's a more healthy and authentic, I really want to push that authentic. This isn't just making up Pollyanna crap, authentic way to think of it. That's going to help me and help others in my life. All right, friends, I'm going to be curious to uh, hear what you think of this type of an episode, a shorter one, one that's just for me and me sharing some of my own thoughts here. I've done that with some people who liked it and requested that, but doesn't mean everybody will. So you can email me at kmiller at kevinmiller.co if you want, or you can uh, comment on social media when the show posts. Hey, thank you as always for tuning, uh, choosing to tune into the Self-Helpful Podcast. Be great if you uh, left a review about any value you got here. Best thing you can do is be working on it to implement it in your life. Talk with others about it. Keep the conversation going so it gets more ingrained in you and them. I really hope, I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself just for you and so you can help others. 